Welcome to Technovation, a weekly conversation with people who are shaping the technology landscape. I'm Peter High, president of MetaStrategy, advisor to technology executives, Forbes columnist, book author, and your host. Each episode of Technovation features insights from top executives and thought leaders at the intersection of business, technology, and innovation. If you like what you hear, we'd be grateful if you give us a rating on iTunes or through whatever other source you use for podcasts. And please subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Thank you. My guest this week is Nathan Rogers. Nathan is the Chief Information Officer of SAIC, Fortune 500 technology integrator focused on solving our nation's most complex modernization and readiness challenges across the defense, space, federal civilian, and intelligence segments. As CIO, Nathan manages IT strategic planning, operations governance, and cybersecurity. Of late, he's focused on advancing technical and digital innovation to support the organization's mission. He's also driven the modernization of IT. Nathan was previously the Vice President and Chief Information Officer of Angility until that company's acquisition by SAIC at the beginning of 2019. In this interview, we discuss SAIC's business, Nathan's purview as CIO, the interesting complexities of being a CIO of a business-to-government or B2G company. We also discuss SAIC's acquisition of Angility and Nathan's role in that in his first few months as CIO. We cover SAIC's goal to make IT customer zero of the company, why the cultural elements of the future work are challenging, and a variety of other topics. Nathan Rogers, welcome to Technovation. Great to speak with you today. Thank you, Peter, for having me. I'm looking forward to the conversation. As am I. Uh, And why don't we begin, if you don't mind, Nathan, with your business. You were the Chief Information Officer of SAIC. And for those who are listening who may be less familiar with it, I wonder if you could just give us a brief description of the business. Yeah, sure. SAIC is uh, its really a fantastic company. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Let me start with that. But it's a premier technology integrator. Um, and really what we're doing is solving our nation and our allies' most complex uh, modernization readiness challenges. So this is across defense, uh, space, which is really becoming a hot topic, uh, federal civilian, and the intelligent markets. And what we do for them is we provide high-end solutions Uh, in system engineering and integration, IT modernization, uh, cloud services, cybersecurity, software development, analytics, and training. Um, And it's really a a fantastic company, and I can't be prouder to work for it. We really are solving some of the country's um, hardest challenges, and and our missions are incredibly important to, to all of us. That's wonderful. And talk a bit about, if you would, I'm already hearing you uh, mention some of the technical services SAIC generally provides. Talk a bit about your role as CIO in the purview of, of yours and your teams. Yeah, sure. So, so I manage um, really from an internal perspective, but I certainly have a lot of um, strategic uh, relationships from an external perspective too. But really, I manage the IT strategic planning, operations, governance, and cybersecurity. And as of late, um, in, uh, as I came on, I've really started to focus on advancing technical and digital innovation um, that will support our organization's mission success, which I was just talking about, about SAIC, and really trying to lead the modernization of IT and provide uh, best-in-class customer service that um, enables SAIC to, to do its best work. And, and I'm very passionate about customer service, and it's something that um, I think we continually can improve on. It's, it's um, never going to rest on our laurels. Uh, you know, we're constantly trying to strive to improve that employee experience. Mm. And talk, talk a bit about, if you would, it's interesting. So you are a B2G, a business to government company. You are a private, your private sector business serving the public sector. That's an interesting intersection. 
uh, requires, I'm sure, for 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 many of your staff, uh, um, you know, different sorts of clearances, and not to mention a different sort of hygiene. I would imagine in terms of contemplating topics like security uh, that you mentioned, uh, obviously for your operation, but also as yeah. it impacts uh, your clients as well. Talk a bit about, as someone who's been uh, in in a B two G environment for for a while, talk a bit about the the sort of interesting complexities of that, if you would. Sure, sure. Yes. No, there's definitely uh, some real challenges. I'll, I'll start with just hiring because I know all CIOs and anyone listening to this, you know, the, the market's just incredibly hot now. And it's hard to hire talent. I have the added challenge of really having to hire U.S. persons. Um, and many times I have to get people with clearances. And that is a very tight market. Um, luckily, we're a great company, so we're able to attract a lot of people. But it's definitely uh, a unique challenge being a government contractor. The other thing that um, we have besides kind of that, that classified world is just in general, uh, we have a lot of compliance on cybersecurity. And frankly, it's good hygiene and every company should do it. Um, but, but we're definitely forward leaning in what we do in cybersecurity uh, and really making sure that our, our ecosystem is secure, you know, our data is secure, but also our customers' data is secure. And there's a lot of regulations around that. And the government's really been picking up on um, the the compliance and audits around NIST 800-171 and, um, and other uh, pieces, CMMC, there's other pieces coming too. And, and yes, the government is acronym soup. So I use a lot of acronyms, but there's a lot <laughs> there around cybersecurity in our environment for sure. Very interesting. Uh, and, and you've been in role as we have this conversation about a year and a quarter. And I wonder if you could talk a bit about uh, where you have focused your time uh, and where you focused your team uh, over the course of that, that tenure. Yeah. So I started last uh, January, January 2019. And when I came on, it was interesting because I was part of Angility, which was acquired by SAIC and, and really was about um, half the size of SAIC. So when I came on, I was already on the agility side, had done due diligence, was very focused on how we were going to integrate the companies um, and really become this kind of powerhouse um, in the services as a service integrator. And that um, effort just immediately started day one, right? They were, I was already fully part of that integration team. And that was kind of the hat I had had on. But now I also was the CIO. So I tried to make sure that the integration didn't completely consume me and I was able to focus on also getting to know the people and that's really important to me. So my own team, my peers, the leaders, but I also had the opportunity to travel the country quite a bit. We have locations everywhere, whether it's Huntsville, Alabama, Oak Ridge, Tennessee, Crane, Indiana, San Diego, and I, uh, Orlando, Florida. So I spent time, I got to travel with the CEO and some of the other executives, they did a road show. And I really got to meet thousands of employees. I got to see some of our, our really unique programs in action and hear from people, you know, what, what works and, and what could be better. And, and that was a great experience. And that experience um, really led me to be able to think strategically about, okay, what is the strategy? How do I tie it to SAIC's goals? How do I tie it to what I've heard and build out a roadmap? And, and I was able to put a roadmap together that really got the organization's backing. And it's something I continually update. I actually just presented it this week. Um, so it's something we continually work on. So, and I'm very transparent about it. I post 
posted on SharePoint where any employee in the company can see it. Um, so it's something that um, really took my first couple months. And once we got going, you know, it was about execution. The other big thing that I had to work on last year, and no one ever wants to talk about this stuff, but I'll, I'll throw it out there, is uh, we had a huge synergy target. We told, you know, the street, um, part of the deal thesis was that there'd be synergies, right? And that's cutting costs. Well, in IT, you know, a lot of times you think cutting costs, you think about cutting labor, but in IT, two thirds usually of your costs are non-labor. So I spent a tremendous amount of effort last year consolidating our vendors and our partner landscape and renegotiating and right-sizing contracts and um, really thinking about how we use IT. And that got us to really start to talk about, okay, how do we go digital? Because we were mostly on-prem and thinking about the cloud and where it made sense to go first. Because as you start moving into digital, right, you can get better functionality but at a lower cost. And that really started to build out our strategy for this year um, that we're, we're really starting to move into this um, becoming more digital and transforming. So that's, that's how last year kind of came along. <laughs> that's very interesting. And as you mentioned, you, you joined through acquisition. You were the chief information officer of Agility Corporation. Uh, you had been for, for multiple years, three years, if I recall correctly. And and with the company for for a bit longer than that, four four and change. If I again, if I recall correctly, and an, an unusual scenario. Usually in an acquisition, it's the acquired executives who went out over the uh, the um, the acquiring rather executives who went out over the uh, acquired executives. And so an unusual scenario, I think you'd admit, mm-hmm. uh, of of being part of the acquired acquisition uh, uh, acquired entity. And then taking this leadership role on, and I'm hearing in your response as to how you spent the early stages of getting to know the business, of uh, you know going to various locations, meeting people, going on sort of a listening tour. My 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 words, not yours, uh, as a means yep. of getting to know this new entity that you would be an executive of. Um, but maybe it, I, I'd be interested, you know, as you thought about that and bringing together these two teams and now representing a, a, a company that you had previously not even been a part of, some of the interesting yeah. you know, aspects of that. Yeah, no, it, it is a unique situation. What's funny about it is I've been through it three or four times now um, where I've been, I keep getting acquired and I managed to survive. Um, so I, <laughs> and I enjoy it. Um, no, it worked out. You know, my predecessor was phenomenal and he, you know, and he was, um, it, it, it worked out, you know, he was ready to retire. Yeah, Bob, and he, he's a phenomenal CIO. And, you know, he, he's, a, you know, one of those CIO Hall of Fame guys. So, I mean, he's fantastic, right? So, so, so it was a really good situation for both of us. Um, so it was good. And I had his mentorship coming in, which was great. So, yeah, you know, with, with Angility um, being bought by SIC, SIC was not just buying the assets, they also wanted to, to really look at the methodologies, the processes, and try to have um, a di- think about doing things a different way uh, than just doing what we've always done forever. And I, and I got to give it to the leadership of SIC. They really looked at the leaders at Agility and the different organizations that how do we truly, you know, this isn't just we're going to integrate them in, but really bring the two organizations together because we so well complemented each other, but we were in different areas. We brought a lot, the agility team brought a lot of Intel to the plate, but how do we not only just 
bring the two together, but think about process improvements. And we did, and we went through a huge um, process to make sure we kept the right talent, you know, and I happen to be one of those people that got to, to come to SIC, which is great. And then we also just looked at everything. So from an IT perspective, we looked at all the systems and we said, okay, well, there's some that, you know, are actually and Julie's got maybe a better system here or a better process or better people. Let's bring them in. Um, as I looked at IT and bring the two teams together, I didn't just say, you know, oh, well, I'm going to keep the people I know and let the people go that I don't know. You know, I really was, we were really thoughtful about it. And we said, well, let's bring the two teams together and do that assessment and figure out where it makes sense. And if we do have to, you know, do any um, changes, um, we're thoughtful about it. It's not just reactionary. It's not political. And, and SIC was very open to it. And we just bought Unisys Federal, um, and we'll close on that deal uh, shortly. And it's the same thing. We're really looking, they're, they're, they're experts in the cloud, you know, so we're not going to, you know, we don't want to mess up their secret sauce. What we want to do is learn from it and incorporate it and in, make SAIC stronger. And I think with each acquisition that SAIC has done, and it was Cytor before that, that it's constantly about making the company stronger. It's not just about buying contracts. It's really how do we take what that each company does really, really well, that secret sauce, and add it to ours. I mean, we do a lot of things great, but we can always be better. And we constantly want to try to differentiate. So as a as someone coming in, I felt like I had a voice from day one. Um, I, I'm vocal and I'm able to talk about what I see and give ideas and I feel listened to and we have great discussions. Um, it's really fantastic. It's a fantastic environment. I honestly pinch myself regularly that I get to be the CIO of SAIC. I mean, it's, it's a phenomenal organization. That's fantastic. So anyone that wants to join SAIC, they should go to our website and look at our career site. It's a great company. <laughs> <laughs> a great, great pitch, certainly. Um, it's, 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 it's interesting. I know that innovation is near and dear to your heart, and it's very much part of your strategic roadmap, making sure that IT is a source of innovation. And I can only imagine the challenges of balancing these major integrations, which, as you, as you point out, have not ceased. You, you joined through an acquisition not long, not that long ago, and now in, uh, another yep. major acquisition in Unisys Federal is, is on the books as well. How do you balance those integration activities with you know sort of thinking to past them uh, to the future or towards an, uh, an agenda that also includes innovation? Yeah. So in some cases, with the integration, we actually are almost meeting together. So for example. Um, Angility had chosen a cloud HR tool set and SAIC really liked it. And so we brought Angility and SAIC together quickly from an HR perspective in the current HR tool set, but we, we decided early on that we would then take that next step to a digital platform um, that would really imp improve the employees, but especially the manager's experience. Um, so, so those are the type of things that through the integrations, we've actually been able to talk about, okay, let's not just say, you know, we're going to, you know, integrate this and be done. Let's think about what's the long-term vision. Can we meet there or do we need to take kind of two steps? Like we bring us together and then go there. So we've spent a lot of time looking and really last year we tried to do that integration piece and set us up to quickly move a lot of these things to the cloud, um, especially SaaS products, you know, from an enterprise perspective. So I'm looking, you know, HR and BD, collaboration, that type of stuff. The other thing on the innovation front that um, I love about SAC is I have a great relationship with our EVP, Josh Jackson. He runs Solution and Technology Group. And um, I'm, we're trying to really formulate that IT 
is customer zero. So the things that we are um, selling uh, capabilities and products and methodologies that we sell to our customers or use at our customers, we use internally as well, where it makes sense. And we've really started to build that practice up over the last 12 months. Um, and that's the part that um, I think is really exciting. It's not just about running the enterprise, but we're actually doing things for the enterprise that we can have those qualifications and show that we do internally. So when we talk with our customers, we can say, yeah, we do that too. And some of the examples, I mean, really small examples are uh, we're, built, we're creating a chat bot um, and we did a partnership with a company called Expressive and we're building it on top of um, ServiceNow and we're using it, you know, we have 25,000 employees. So this is going to be an experience for our employees. But as we perfect it, we'll be able to, with the, with the call center that we use with many other customers, offer it to them too. Um, but we're kind of proving it out internally, which is great. So I call it drinking our own IPA, um, but it's basically being, you know, customer <laughs> zero. And we did the same thing with the data center. We stood up a uh, software-defined data center, next-gen data center. We use the whole VMware stack and you know, um, made a private cloud and it's fantastic. And that's another example where we're able to, um, a lot of our customers are dealing with that. Um, how do you, how do they go to the cloud? Sometimes it can't be a public cloud and we're able to show what we've done internally. Um, and, and it's really proving out quite nicely. That's interesting. I had not heard of drinking your own IPA. That's very, very specific. There you go. <laughs> yeah, everyone was saying, eat your own dog food. Then there was drink your own champagne. Right. I, I got to go somewhere else. I'm an IPA, IPA guy, you know? <laughs> a good New Englander. There's some good IPAs up where yeah, I am a good New Englander. That's right. Um, yeah. So tell me, you've already covered, I think, a number of things that, that um, connect to prominent or rising trends in the tech space. But I wanted to actually save a little bit of time, Nathan, for for some other ideas that you know are making their way under your personal and professional roadmap that you, you find particularly exciting when you think of trends and you look to the future? Yeah, one of the things that I've always been intrigued by, um, and especially in our environment where we do have people all over the country, we have folks that sit in our buildings, but also sit at customer sites. We have people that you know, are in secure areas or non-secure areas. It's, it's a lot of different ways of working. We also have a lot of teleworkers, but really it's the future of work. And I, I think this area is really cool. Um, and, and it's far out, you know, when you start thinking maybe 2030, so you look out 10 years, but you start talking about augmented reality and VR, and, you know, do you have mobile offices with autonomous vehicles and how 5G is making this all possible? So I think it's a, it, it, the technology is coming along, but the cultural piece is a challenge, right? There are still many, many people that like to have an office, you know, like to come in. Um, they 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 want to do meetings in person. Um, they you know they have very specific what how many monitors they want. I mean, there's there's a very you know specific way people work and and are comfortable working. And when you think about this this kind of leapfrog to this future of work that's coming very, very quickly. How do you get there? You know, so I'm certainly focused on just the, the little things right now, like improving collaboration with, you know, tools like Slack, you know, um, you know, looking at different, you know, um, video type things, you know, uh, you know, whether it be Zoom or uh, Teams or WebEx, you name it, right? So looking at those kind of ways of working and pushing some of these more, getting people more comfortable with working in the virtual world. 
Well, Nathan Rogers, mm-hmm. thank you so much for, for joining me today on Technovation. It's been great to understand a bit more about your experience uh, as a CIO across multiple organizations, more specifically your experience at SAIC now as uh, CIO of that, that company. Um, it's been a great conversation. Yeah, thank you very much. I enjoyed it and uh, look forward to hearing it. Thanks for tuning in. Please join me on Thursday for an interview with Sridhar Vembu, the founder and chief executive officer of Zoho.